This is the Simply Love Jesus podcast, where we explore life and faith through the lens of one question, which is what does it mean to simply love Jesus? My name is Caleb, and I'm so glad that you're here today. I'm joined with my friends Griffin, Micah, and Jacob. Hello. What's up? Yo. Yo, yo. How is, uh, how's, how's, yo, everyone's, yo. how's everyone's week? So far, so good. So far, so good. No complaints. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Well, we are here in another episode, another day. Not another nickel because we don't get paid to do this. But Amen. you know what? If we got enough people to listen to this, we would get paid. By make somebody. it happen, folks. Make it happen. Yeah. You know how you can make that happen? You can share this episode with one friend and you can give us a review so other people can discover it. Or you can just follow us on Instagram at SLJ Ministries. You know, it's just, it's your, it's 2020. You can have the choice to do one of those things. But don't do nothing. That's that's my message today. Caleb for 2020. Cool. Bye. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, speaking of which, isn't there like a bunch of crazy stuff going on in like the politics world right now? Oh, oh dude, no. it's election year, of course. Dude. Is it? Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't. Are you stupid? Are did you no, just say I've, is it? <laughs> no, I seriously did because I have worked for the past year to be so disconnected from the news and media that I don't ever know what's happening. Okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry, listener who came to listen about Jesus and is listening to people. You know, maybe talk one of these days we should talk about politics. That should be an episode. One of these maybe. days. I would. I feel like that would actually be a good. I, good that, episode yeah yeah we'd probably lose about half of our listeners but i mean it's worth it nah it's a hot topic issue people will tune in to figure out what we think and so i'll bring in i want to bring in like multiple different political opinionated people into one podcast oh that'd, that'd be, be very interesting that'd be that'll be awesome if they keep it civil yeah but you know what that being said uh again so glad you're here listening today we are we are just you know we're going through different topics and different things that revolve in either life or faith and you know most things kind of fall into one of those camps so if you have a suggestion for you know topics you would like for us to talk about then definitely let us know we would we would just be so honored to know what it is that you're hoping we talk about and we are just eager to jump into that but today we're going to be talking about our words our the things that come out of our mouth, the the words that that are released from our soul and through our lips and stuff. So, <laughs> anyways, does anyone have a question they want to kick us off with? Is cussing always bad? Is cussing always bad? Is it always sinning? I think it depends how you're defining cussing. Yeah, I was just going to say, how would you define that? Yeah, what words? Okay, you have to def- you got to list every single word that we're talking about. Every single one. But like the mainstream ones, like you know, the S word, F word. Jacob, could you say the question again? I just don't want to mix up the words. Like, how, so yeah. cussing. We'll just talk about cussing. Yeah. So, like, like what's... the question is, is, is cussing bad? Yeah. It's it's is swearing, swearing bad is, words. Is that always a sin? Is it always a sin? Mm-hmm. Or is it a sin in the first place? Mm. Yeah. Is it a sin in the first place? I would say yes. I would say that. Yes, it's always bad, or yes, it's oh, a sin in the first place. Um, I'm tr- I'm, I mean, dude, I'm trying to think of an example where cussing would just like not well, be bad. Not, not that it wouldn't be bad, but that it would be like enlightening or 
encouraging to mm-hmm. someone, and I just can't think of a situation where that would be true. So, follow up question: Can you you cuss to intensify a point? Like in a message, say if someone's giving their testimony, and they say, "I've been going. I went through some serious S word." And then, like, that, that kind of grabs your attention a little more. You're like, oh, I'm listening now. Is that okay? Oh, shoot. Mm. Oh, gosh. Michael, what do you think, man? I'm, okay, I'm very bipolar on this subject. And yeah, me What too. I mean by that is I, myself, I try not to cuss, like, ever. Like, it's one of my big things, like, don't cuss, you know, just, like, say frick instead of whatever. Say crap and say whatever, you know, <laughs> like, avoid them. And my parents have always got on me for even that. Like, they'll be like, oh, my dad would be like, Mike, if you're going to say that to replace it, you might as well just say the word itself. You know, that's what he always says to me. And I'm like, well, I don't really want to say that. So I try not to cuss. But the reason I say I'm bipolar is because, like, I'll say I don't want to cuss, but then I'll go listen to a rap song in their car that has, like, 59 cuss words. And I'll, like, you know what I mean? Like, I know every word of the song. So, like, I'd say I, I listen to music that has a lot of, like, cussing and explicit stuff in it, but I try not to say it myself, so I'm kind of a hypocrite with that. So, I mean, I don't really know. I think it's bad, but I still partake in it, kind of, if that makes any sense. Caleb, what do you think, man? Is is cussing always bad? So, here's the question you have to you have to start with. What makes a bad word a bad word? Society, yeah, kind of chooses. I would say society. So it's defined by society. What makes a bad word a quote unquote a bad word? Uh, biblically though, like what would make a bad word a quote unquote a bad word? And there is there even scripture that says you know do not? Is there even scripture that says do not cuss? There are, yeah. Well, I mean, it talks a lot about slander and stuff. Colossians three eight says, uh, but you must uh, rid yourselves of all things such as these anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Okay. So how do they define filthy language? Because here's what I will say. There is nothing sinful about a the word, like the B word or the S word. Like those are just, they're words. And what makes them a quote-unquote a bad word is the intention that you're using it with those words. So this is why it makes no difference if you were to look at, like, so Jesus says in Matthew 5, 22, he says, but I say, if you are even angry with someone, you are subject to judgment. If you call someone an idiot, you are in danger of being brought before the court. If you curse someone, you are in danger of the fires of hell. So it's the fact that, like, I don't have if I just look at someone and I can't say f you or whatever. But if I just look at them and say you're an idiot, I'm doing literally the same exact thing. Because what makes a bad word a quote unquote a bad word is the intention of your heart. So it's the it's the intention of whether you say a a you call him a b word or whatever, but you just call him an idiot or you say you're stupid. You're still intending, your intention there is to, is to degrade them and to drag them down. That's your intention either way. You're trying to demoralize them. So whatever words you're using, it doesn't matter so long as the intention is still there. So if I get mad at someone, I say you're an idiot. It's the same exact thing as 
calling them uh, some other word. And like you said, the only reason that those words are considered bad words is because our society is, has made them bad words that you don't say. And they originated to become bad words because of the way that we use them. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. So think... So think about it. you have your King James Version Bible and it's gonna you're gonna read it open. What what's it gonna say about a donkey? It's gonna say, Hey, get me my ass. <laughs> that's like what it's gonna say. Because that's that's the that's the old word for a donkey. But what made that word a bad word? It was the way that we used the word and it became a vulgar word. So in the same way, looking at the words that you use, it's all about the intention of what you're using them for. So that being said, are there times where bad words are appropriate? I would say yes. Yeah. Really? Like I was saying. I would still say though, I would still say bad words are sinful because it's the same thing. You're, you know, Jesus never Jesus called people out and said you're snakes or you brood of vipers, but he wasn't he was not cussing at them so to speak he wasn't using vulgar language he was calling them out for the the, what was inside of their heart and i don't believe i don't believe his yeah well yes i don't believe his tone was what we perceive it as i don't believe his tone was the same as you know me when i was in eighth grade and i was mad at my brother and i he called him an idiot I don't think there was the same tone there. His tone was completely different. And in fact, he's exposing something that's true about them. It's true inside of their heart. And so, no, I don't think there ever is an appropriate time to use vulgar language, so to speak. Because one, it's just unprofessional. And two, it's the intention. If your intention is to drag somebody down with your words, there's never an appropriate time or a biblical time where that's okay. But what if your intention in using those words isn't to drag someone down, but you could mm, build them up yeah, that's a good through question. that? Yeah. So then now here's the other question you have to ask as well. Like, okay, so what if I'm in a room with two people who we both mutually understand that by me using those words, I'm not actually tearing you down? Is it then okay to use those words? It depended in the context that you're using them. So let's say like so let's say me and my friend in college and we both understand that we're playing video games together that if I'm using those words we're just we're using them to be funny. And we both know that we're not going to tear each other down. So is it now okay for me to use those words? It's kind of a slippery slope there. Yeah. I think well yeah. because well, when when you're using cuss words like that you're I mean you're not building them up. You're still tearing them down. You might yeah. not be having the effect on them where they're 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 being torn down in a sense, but you're still using it to tear them down. Jokingly, are you? Because like, what if, what if, what, well, what if it's not directed at them? Well, then who would it be directed to? I don't. I, I guess I don't, I don't know. See you're just like you just stub your to toe, kind of thing. Like, like, let's say, like, let's say I'm playing a game with my friend. We're playing, I don't know, Sea of Thieves, and we're on a pirate ship. And all of a sudden, we're getting shot at, and I'm just screaming, and there's SOB, like, F and run, like, whatever, like, <laughs> something. And you're just, you're, the tone of your voice is only just to be hilarious, and it's just purposefully creating laughter, you know? Yeah. I think when in doubt, it probably is bad. 
Mm. I also think, though, that if you're... It's kind of hard to give examples without just, like, totally having a dirty mouth, you know? But, like, if you're actually trying to lift someone up and, like, you use these words, I do think it could not be a sin. Like, I, I can't really back up my point without, like, saying anything. But, like, that that's what I believe. Yep. And so where you're going with that, another thing I would add is when where I is that you're right in the sense that it is a slippery slope is because if I'm in a room and I, me and my friend, we've made now this habit of how we talk and we just are so comfortable with each other that if we're not careful, if there's other people in the room and something like that slips or we're in a conversation with a totally random person and since we've built a habit of talking like that and it slips in the wrong occasion, now you've you've been you've kind of compromised yourself in a potentially unprofessional situation. How does the how does the Bible call us to live differently? And like what in what way does the Bible shape how you know I'm trying to say here? I'm like trying to think along the lines of how how we're supposed to be different. What should it look like for a Christian to use their words differently than other people around the world? kind of example should we be giving like we should we're called to be in the world not of the world and so we're called to be different we're called to live completely differently how what does this look like for a person who loves Jesus to let their words reflect their relationship with God onto other people uh stuff like that you know what I'm saying I think one really yeah, important yeah. thing is, and you hear this a lot, like if you've been involved in school sports or stuff, or you're like wearing a jersey for your school, how your coaches might say like, hey, you are like the face of your school or something. I think in a way we as Christians are the face of Christianity and how people see us are going to be the impression that they have on most Christians. So I think that the way that we act um, to them would probably be a general view of Christianity. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah, it's like the old cliche where you may be the only Bible someone reads. Uh, here, put that put that thought on pause real quick. I just got a message from one of our fellow disciples. Uh, they just sent me a text message and said, hey, I know it's late, but I really need people to pray right now for one of my really good guy friends. Uh, he's... Uh, He's been in her. He's been in her life for a good while, but he's being accused of something that he didn't do, and uh, they don't know what's going on. But some right now, their friend is just they're needing some prayer, and so the she has a friend. It's a guy friend. He's being accused of something he didn't do. I don't know all the details about it, but 
just asked if we could pray for them. Let's so, do it. This is perfect does, time. Uh, yeah. Anyone wanna anyone wanna kick us off in prayer? I can. Yeah, All go right. for it, Micah. Uh, dear Lord, I just pray right now for the fellow disciple whose friends in some trouble, Lord. Just uh, I just pray that you'll just be with them in the situation because it's tough, especially when you're dealing with being accused of stuff. And uh, I just pray that that situation will get sorted out, Lord, and that the person will just trust you through it all and just uh, know that you are God throughout whatever circumstances are going on in life when it's hard or when it's easy, Lord. And uh, yeah, I just pray that they'll just trust you in the situation. And you'll just work work through it, Lord, and just help them to get it figured out and just help them to honor you throughout this hard time. And you're in my prayer. Amen. Amen. Thanks for that, man. And uh, the other person Amen. also said thank you. So, um, all right. So, what? Catch me back up. Where were we again? We were talking about how, like, if you like, as a Christian, you are like the face of Christianity, and like the way you act is going to be the way that people think christians act see that's hard because mm. like what i'd say to that is one of the biggest areas that i struggle with is with language you know it's not even like i was saying like i try not to cuss but like a lot of just like tearing down words i don't even realize like that i'm saying which is stuff like i shouldn't be saying so like i think me like, too, man. if you know me you know that's like one of my issues and i'm open about that so like it's obviously something i have to work at every day because like it comes out even whether if i don't want it to or if i do so it's just something you got to watch. Like for me, I just try to think about like, before I say it, like, is this going to be beneficial to the person or is it just going to tear them down and lead them further from Christ? So you really just got to run that through your mind. And if you pass a test where it's like, I think this is uplifting to them, then obviously say it. But like, even if you have like the slightest like hesitation, like, I don't think this is going to be good for them to hear. Or, like, this is not helpful at all to the situation. Just don't say it. It's hard, but like, it's definitely worth it. Cause you don't want to be like, a roadblock in someone's path to God, whether they're a Christian or not, you don't want to just, you know what I mean? Like you want to be, you want to be encouraging. Yeah. It's so, it's so easy to just, you know, blurt something out that would just tear somebody down. It seems like it's a lot easier to tear someone down than it is yeah. to build someone up. I a hundred percent agree with that. Like they say, it's like, it's super easy to like, it only takes like one thing to like tear down your like people's like opinion on you but it takes like a million to build it up you know like your reputation so like and for me i found yeah. something difficult too is it's even harder when you're in bigger groups of friends and like other people are doing it like kind of like taking shots people or tearing people down it's really easy just to join in but that's not good at all and like e i remember like even at poker night it was easy for me to do it when we used to have po church poker night like it was easy for me to just tear people down if i want a hand or you know like whatever even like the good like like amazing settings of friends it's like one of the easiest times to do it so that's oh, yeah. you really got to watch your tongue you get a bunch of competitive people in one room it's bound to happen yeah. it's a snowball effect it really is it just keeps like elevating and elevating yeah seriously it like, really oh, is oh you said this i'm gonna one-up you i'll bring up that what you did back then or like you know just it just turns into like guys being stupid or like girls just like arguing or you know what i mean yeah yeah it's a. Uh, it's definitely something we all got to watch because like, even like the nicest of people and like like greatest like god followers do it everyone does it you know it's just the nature of sin so it's yeah, something we gotta watch i'd say so how does simply love jesus inform and even encourage us and guide us to 
let everything that comes from our mouth glorify God. So Jesus says uh, in, yeah, Matthew 15, uh, he says the things that come out of the mouth come from the heart. And so these are the things that make someone unclean. So the things that come out of your mouth actually coming from the heart. And so if you want the right things to come out of your mouth, you have to have, you have to go where it starts. It has, starts from the how, or, uh, bleh, I can't English. It starts from the heart. So you have to have your heart transformed in order if you want the words that come out of your mouth to be transformed. And so if you have an issue with the things that come out of your mouth, that means it boils down to an issue of loving Jesus. So how does simply loving Jesus actually guide me to a place that transforms the words that come out of my mouth? I think simply put, just the more that you love Jesus, the more you're going to love others. And you can't really love others if you're constantly tearing them down. Well, so walk, walk through, walk through the process. How does that? So understand when you're you're filtering it through that philosophy, you're filtering it through it. And so, in order to have the answer, you have to walk through the whole simply love Jesus process. And then, in the midst of that, you should be able to catch where your words interjects in the midst of that. I think you find the answer to that question in the second step to simply love Jesus, which is the no part, which is looking through the Bible and seeing who Jesus really was and what he really loved and what he hated and what he did and just seeing how he talked to the people that he loved. And and then our job is simply loving Jesus would just be to, to um, what's the word I'm trying to find? Imitate his practices of loving others. Um, with his speech so let's we'll take it back a notch a little bit and talk about okay so where does simply love you jesus start asking the question what does it mean to simply love jesus okay and so what is that supposed to do bring you to the realization that jesus simply loves you yeah and so it's going to reflecting on that it's going to bring you back to the gospel it's going to bring you back yeah. to what he's done for you how he's died for you, his love for you, all of those things. He understands that Jesus simply loves you. And so when you understand that, the more that you meditate on that, what does, what is it supposed to do to you? How is it supposed to work in you? I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. I, I, I'm definitely thinking of the wrong thing, but it just makes you more knowledgeable about what he loved and what he hated and who he loved. Yeah, well, it draws you to want to what? To be more like Jesus, to love more like Jesus. To, okay. want, to, to want to know more. There you go. To know who he is. So it's going to draw you to know who he is as a person, to know what he likes and know what he loves. So that's going to drive you to seeking him, reading his word, praying to him. And then the more that you're doing that and you're just seeking to understand who he is, then what is that going to do to your heart? Who does it makes you your heart? And his heart closer, which means your heart is going to reflect his heart, right? Yeah. They, so how does your that just become more aligned with his? And, and and yeah, and so that's going to shape naturally how you treat the people around you. Why? Because that's that's exactly what Jesus did. Well, it's, the, the it's more you love Jesus, the yeah. more your love is for other people. Yes, the, the closer I am to God, the greater my love for people will be. And the reason for that is because then you're going to start seeing people the way Jesus sees people. 
So it's not just imitating what he did and thinking to yourself, what would Jesus do in this moment? It's no, you've, you're already, by just asking that question and having to think to yourself that way, you've already almost started off on the wrong foot because you have to have a heart that longs to know who he is. And then by seeking him, you're going to become him. You're going to become, your hearts and your values are going to share his heart his values, you're going to start seeing things the way he sees things. You're going to see people the way he sees people. And once you start seeing people the way he sees people, it will change how you talk to them. So powerful. Yeah, that's, that's pretty powerful. It's not easy, but it's, it's, it's not, it's not, uh, definitely is not easy. Yeah, you're right. It's not easy, but it's simple. Yes, I. It's, everything yeah. that Caleb says, <laughs> it's simple, but it's, it's hard. Simple, simple but complicated. It's simple, but yeah. simple and hard. No, it's not complicated. It's simple, but it's hard. Loving Jesus is simple. It's not easy. It is hard, and it asks a lot of us. But it is simple. Yeah, if you're looking for an easy life, definitely don't be a Christian. Then. <laughs> yeah. But the bright side of that, when you look at it that way, the bright side of it is what comes out of your mouth will truly be a reflection of your heart. You have to have a complete heart change. So you have to, that's what's, that's what's going to happen when you start seeing people differently, when you're loving God and it shapes the way that you see people. Now the way that you talk to them will be filtered by what's already in your heart because you'll already have a heart that longs for what? What will it long for? people yeah you're well you're you're, what is it gonna when your heart has been transformed and you see people the way jesus sees people what should that what should your heart be longing for you long for people but like describe what you should well yeah purpose but like what you should you be when you're looking at people what should describe what you should be longing for like when you see those people what what should it be you should be longing for in your heart what should those desires even look like it's the desire like your hopes for how you interact for them or whatever like describe what you should be longing for the hope that they would see what you see in that jesus simply loves them as well Mm mm-hmm Or like a relationship with them or something? Yeah, I mean, a relationship. I mean, I should, when I see people the way Jesus sees people, when I I go into a room filled with strangers and I don't know anyone, I'm so excited. Why? Because my heart, because I see all of those people the way Jesus sees all of those people, my heart's longing is to encourage them to uplift them, to have conversations that would stir up laughter and smiling and the kind of conversations that would grow us closer together. It longs for those interactions. And because that's already in my heart because it's been transformed by by the Spirit of God. And so because of that, it my, the way that I'm going to talk to them is out of those desires. It's this longing to know who you are, to encourage you, to lift you up, to to be a positive impact, to be a light in your life. So naturally, what do I start doing when I want those interactions? I ask them questions like, hey, what are you passionate about? Like, what are your dreams? What do you do for fun? You, you just, you're asking like, what do you like? Why do you like it? You, you start treating 
people the same way that I treated Jesus when he transformed my life and I had to start asking myself like oh man what does God love what is he like what does he long for what does God desire those that intimate longing that desire for intimacy that's already in my heart and is a desire to share that with other people by seeking people the same way that I seek Jesus. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> I'm glad to listen to that. I love how you can just like, you can change, well, not change it, but you can bend the simply love Jesus concept so much to like any situation because it's just like so engraved in your heart. Yeah, that, well, that's why, that's what it's supposed to do to, for everyone. Every situation, it's, that whole process should be bended and, sh- and well not bended but filtered that's the word that i use filtered it's filtered through this and so in any situation it's of it's this anything's a variable and you just plug it's like oh gosh it's math <laughs> Ugh. okay i hated math growing up and my dad said you use math for everything and now here we are full circle in my life and i'm now about he's to use right math. <laughs> okay um so um it's a variable. It's the the simply love Jesus is the equation, and you just take a variable like the a b whatever. It's a variable, and you take anything, you plug it in there, and you just you just plug in the equation. Gosh, I'm so mad at myself right now that I just use that illustration. That's Ugh. that's your pride, man. That's just your pride talking. Yeah, it is. I don't like math. Or that your dad's right. <laughs> I hope that my dad never hears this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that's what it's supposed to do for everything, man. Every situation. Whenever I ask, how does Simply Love Jesus speak into this? That's what I'm looking for is for people to start taking that process. They shape it around it. and They, they mold it into it. And they see how it informs how I address the situation. So... Yeah. But anyways, we're so glad that you decided to tune into this episode today. We really hope that was something that we talked about was just thought-provoking for you or encouraging. And if, if you love the music that we use, uh, there's this amazing publisher. There's, I mean, there's the, the name Chill Hop Music, and they, the Chill Hop, they are great. They bring bring us so much music and they just all they ask is that we give credit to those who are played in the song and you can use them for studying or for concentrating i use them all the time it's great but this episode we were using uh ward wills and he had the, came out with a new album that just dropped this past week and it's called when to say goodbye so all the music that we're using comes from that album and so yeah really grateful for that and you know again if you use itunes give us a review if you use any other platform if you would please just share this episode with one person and follow us on instagram or follow us on facebook or twitter or just let us know what social media app you use we want to meet you where you're at and give us suggestions yeah give us suggestions do you use tiktok 
do I need to jump back on no. there and put our podcast no, on there? No. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my hey, gosh. man, I got a big th- following on there. It's fun. So If only they'd all follow me. I don't know if that's Instagram. something you should be proud of, man. You got a bunch of four-year-olds like following you. Hey, you know, it's okay. Influence them for Jesus, you know. So, Well, let us know how we can pray for you. We're so grateful for you. And, yeah. Facts. See you later. Big facts. Yeah.